Hi, I'm Michael Shvarozode and this is Tokyo Curiosity, a podcast about creativity, life, conversations and perspectives. I'll be uploading weekly conversations on different facets of the creative life and what it means to expand your perspectives and your thoughts in your late 30s and beyond. Tune in and let us know what you think. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Michael Shvarozode uh, and I'm I'm the producer, creator for the Stalk Your Curiosity uh, podcast. And today I have a special guest with me. I'm, I'm going to let him intro- introduce himself to you. All right. <laughs> that is, uh, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, my name is Bisrat Debebe. I am the founder of uh, uh, on Comics. It's, uh, it's a comic book publishing platform. Uh, that uh, tries to tell stories inspired by uh, African uh, mythology, African history. Uh, We focus on a lot of superhero adventure type stories and also fantasy type stories. And uh, I'm very happy to be here at uh, Stoke Your Curiosity with uh, Michael. All right. Thank you. That was one of of my... uh, First questions you answered. I was gonna ask you is that Itan comics, comics or Itan comics? It's Itan. <laughs> it's Itan comics, but a, a lot of people call it Itan because they yeah. can't say that. Eh. Yeah, uh, I know. But, yeah, it is Itan comics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Uh, the, the first question would be if, uh, like, uh, we know each other on social media, but I'm a total stranger. So it's like mm-hmm. we have best, like we have similar interests. But if I asked you, what would be the three, four things that you think define you as a person? And then we'll go to how you came up with the journey for the Dan comics. So if I asked you and you had to, I'm sure you did like <laughs> a lot of interviews <laughs> And like, you know, even the Kickstarter projects that you're doing, which I'm going to ask you, I think you have yeah. a, a new one uh, yep, yep. later. Uh, so what would you say? Who who are you if somebody asked you in like three, four, uh, you know, adjectives or words, who would you describe yourself to be? Wow, this is... Uh... That's that's the first time I've been asked this question. Just FYI, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very interesting question. Uh, I haven't thought about that. Three words. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say uh, curious. I would say curious, as in I'm a very curious person. Uh, when I find new things, whether it's you know related to science or related to um, just storytelling, stories, okay. people. So I'm very curious. Uh, a lot of people would describe me as a sociable guy as well. Okay. Um, okay. And I am very much into, uh, you know, making other people feel comfortable, have fun and all that stuff. So uh, sociable. And then last word is uh, this is like... I would say faithful. Uh, okay. And when I say faithful in that um, I am very much of a person of faith. Um, okay. And uh, in, I, I rely on that quite significantly in my life. It has uh, been a 
a very strong foundation in my life. And I would, I would say it's probably most, a lot of Ethiopians have a similar kind of background, but I think those are the words that came to my mind right now. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, the reason that I'm asking you is, um, yeah. you know, Italian comics is not only about you. It's also about your personality and your views mm. and perspectives. I think our projects mm, and mm. stuff is our, our perspectives on how we look at things. So yeah. it's a good, I mean, I, I, I want this uh, podcast and platform to be an inspiration to others and you're on your way to making your dreams come true. And I'm, I, 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 I don't know, but I believe you that you have your own goals mm. to where you want to take it on comics. So it's, it's a good way to, uh, to get insights on. Yeah, no, this know, is, this is actually pretty good. Even I haven't thought of it like it like this but that's this this it was that was a good good question it was a great question <laughs> all right so uh, <laughs> so I, I believe you're an engineer yes so right. uh, my so yes. my daytime job is as an engineer go ahead okay so uh, how so how it, how how did it comics start uh okay so i'm gonna have to go back a little bit to yeah. explain that um so you know, I came from uh, Addis. I we moved to the U.S. when I was like fourteen-ish years old. Okay. Okay. And you know, before I moved, I obviously was into a lot of you know superhero movies, stories, video games. You know, we like I don't know how well you know Addis, but uh, there I used do. to be. <laughs> Yeah. So do you, do you know like Tropicana? Yeah, man, I, I lost, uh, I lost oh a lot of my. money on that. Yeah, oh my God, me too. I, I, I lost, uh, dude, I lost my taxi ride uh, the, 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 to go too. back home. Yeah. Oh and I had God. to take the bus. Oh my goodness. We used to, we used to walk. Like, I mean, when we lost the money, we used to walk yeah. almost like, and so kilometer just to get home. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was crazy. But uh, you know, like those like we used to be very much into the games, you know, Mortal Kombat and we used yeah. to just like school lunchtime, that was the discussion, you know. You just kind of fantasize and talk about all these different things, what could happen, who would you be, what power would you have, all these questions, you know. Uh so I grew up with that. Uh, culture, even though I had no idea what comic books were at the time. Okay. And then when I moved to U.S., that's when I uh, first found out about comic books. So I, I, I saw the books at uh, a bookstore called Borders Mibal Bookstore. Okay. And I really fell in love with them because I, I also used to draw uh, oh. and I loved drawing at the time. And, you know, I'm, I was in like some exceptional artists, but I, I did pretty well for myself. And but when I saw the comics and how they were able to express like powerful drama, action and emotions in just these square panels, sequential <laughs> panels, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like who invented this? And so I started really connecting the dots and realizing that almost all the movies that we see or we saw even in Ethiopia were pretty much the comic book being turned into a movie. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I, I, I really started getting into it. I had a whole phase where I was into comics. I was into manga. Uh, and 
you know, I used to read a lot of Naruto and oh, all these okay. different different <laughs> books. And uh, you know, sooner or later though, you know, you kind of trail away from that. At least I did because okay. You know, life gets in the way and, and you, you know, you grow up in quotation. Exactly. Yeah. You grow <laughs> up and, you know, you, your parents are like, uh, okay, I need you to start making money now and yeah. <laughs> focusing on school. Uh, so, so kind of trailed away. And that's why I got into engineering. And, uh, you know, after that, I graduated with engineering, got my job. And then, you know, six to seven years into uh, the corporate world, I, I work at a corporate company right now. And, I see this news by Bruktai um, Tagabu that okay. says uh, it's about about girls. About girls. Okay. I'm not ah, sure if yeah, you're familiar with project. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're like. Uh, so she did what she did was she was trying to teach uh, young girls, like I think ages between one to five, about mm-hmm. uh, you know social norms, what needs to be changed, what doesn't change, and you know, girl empowerment type education. So yeah. she wanted to present that in a way kids understand. And so she created these tiny superheroes, three superheroes, uh, characters called, called Tabab Girls. And, you know, they would go and do a little bit of, uh, you know, do things to teach the girls. And it was like in a very snippet of animation format. Yeah. Uh, and I think she was, the, she got on the news because she was trying to get funding for it. And she had this uh, tiny clip which she was using to advertise. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my goodness, what a brilliant, brilliant idea and initiative to kind of, you know, get people to read and to to like to know about more stories about Ethiopian characters. And then I said, oh, my goodness, why have we never had, you know, like superhero stories based off of Ethiopian characters and Ethiopian history and mythology. And I really started getting obsessed with that idea. Like, you know, I wanted the equivalent of a Spider-Man and a Batman and a Superman, but, you know, all Ethiopian and all African. Um, and once I saw that, I was like, I started looking into that. And once okay. I started looking into it, I realized that two things. One was that, there's people who are trying to uh, create comics, African comics that were out there. Like in uh, Nigeria, especially, had a, a great scene, a comic book scene that was emerging that okay. were trying to do what I was thinking. Uh, and I started seeing what they were doing. I loved what they were doing. And then I saw on the animation side, it was absent. And the reason it was absent uh, was not because not for the lack of trying, but because animation was super expensive. Yeah, and so I decided, you know what? I absolutely love comic books, and you know I love what these guys are trying to do. Why don't I try to create and tell our own stories? Because if I have to wait until somebody else does it for us, we're gonna have to wait again for <laughs> forty plus yeah. years. Yeah, you know. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And, uh, you know, I'm here today talking to you <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, 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 go ahead. What's it, what's it like to work for African stories and when and with African creators? Because I believe your letter and, and inkers and you're working with some. Um, yeah. 
uh, with the team. Right. And the reason that I'm also asking is, you know, for it, I think it's also for everyone when they go to a new country. You, if you, if there is not a big community around them, you kind of get enmeshed into the local, you know, <laughs> local places, you know, customs yeah. and stuff. And sometimes you might get lost in, in, in those, in those stories, in those customs, in those perspectives. So, why was it important for you to to get African stories, especially in this medium where where there is not a lot of work, even though there are a lot of people who are working at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what is it like? So um, the reason I, I specifically chose this field, as I told you, I'm, like, first of all, is like, it's purely because I loved the medium and yeah. I find it super entertaining, right? Uh, and I also liked the fact that it wasn't just, it's not just a kid's thing, uh, you know, Comics are read by everybody. So the reason I chose the medium, it was because it was like, uh, it was, it's an entertaining medium. I, as I told you, my, my history with it, I grew up loving it and, you know, being entertained by it. And I especially like the fact that it could appeal to a broader audience, yeah. you know, young kids and uh, uh, older, uh, you know, older people who are really kids inside, right? Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing, and, and what you brought up about, you know, why uh, I specifically chose to either work with African uh, creators or, you know, why inject the African content into this medium is because if you've noticed, you know, in the 80 plus years of Marvel, DC, Image Comics and you know all these different creators and publishers. Uh, we only have very few uh, African characters and storylines, right? We yeah. have Black yeah. Panther, we have Storm, uh, yeah. we have Vixen, and then like it's like a handful. Yeah. And while on the other side, you know, you can see there's like almost thousands of non-African characters with their own storylines and whatnot and outside of just the fact that there's a lack of representation in this mm-hmm. medium there's also it's also sends a message right it sends a message on you know who is important in society and who isn't yeah um, okay so i really wanted to you know be an agent to change towards the more positive ideas in that uh, regard in that you know we should have more representation one and two we should also you know by seeing ourselves in these stories we can acknowledge the fact that we are also important in society we can make a difference you know we're change makers we're capable of you know not just helping our neighbor and our family but also saving the world and being innovators and uh, you know, all, doing all these great things that everybody else is doing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that 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 was really why I wanted to target. I wanted to use this medium to kind of tell our stories as well. Um, okay. As far as, uh, as far as, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, as far as choosing African creators specifically, it was because I thought that they would be the most, you know, they they could relate the most to my experience. And, you know, in my stories, my goal is to reflect the experience of the Ethiopian, right? Um, And uh, Nigerian relates way more to that experience than somebody who is not African. Yeah, Uh, so... Yeah, and and I, I in fact wanted originally to work with Ethiopian artists and uh, creatives, but the, because this medium is so new and there hasn't been a lot of work and done in this field, people are you know not trained. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talented Ethiopian yeah. artists, but yeah. they're not trained in this medium, yeah. and so uh, it's been it's been really challenging to find artists and creatives to work with and uh, that's why I went with the Nigerian artists and creatives that I work with currently okay so uh, what was it like for example you know when I believe I was following your uh, the process that you went through when you first announced it on social media and then you did your various campaigns because I I also have like a vested interest in creating you know, African so- stories through this the graphic novel medium. But yeah. What was it like when you first showcased those? Uh, your uh, I believe you have two books, uh, Jamba and uh, Hawi. But what yeah. was it like when you showcased those uh, two characters in, for example, you know the festivals uh, there in the U.S. Because I I, I saw so. I saw some very touching uh, social media posts where, you know, kids, like young kids from African parents being amazed that, you know, that they could find, you know, black uh, superheroes and, you know, in this. Oh, yeah. So what was, if you can remember one story that, you know, touched you and also within the same context, what was it like going back to Ethiopia with with Dan Comics and... How was the process? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so uh, the word that comes in my mind when I think of that those moments is just, it was phenomenal, it was incredible, uh, and totally overwhelming. Uh, because when I first started out, you got to, uh, like, if you if you followed my, you know, the posts and whatnot, I, when I started out, like my imagination was that my close circle, you know, my family, my friends, they would be the ones that would just, you know, celebrate the work for me. You know, hey, good job, great job. And, you know, keep going and all that stuff. But and they did. They did do that. But what I found um, was when I went to these Comic Cons and uh, you know, ESFNA, that's the uh, Ethiopian Sports Festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that, that happens every year. Uh, what I found was just way more powerful responses. Uh, you know, like, there are people who couldn't believe, like, this is real, this has existed. I, like, <laughs> they, I, I was like, it's real, I'm telling you. And I'm showing them the books, and they're like, oh, my God. I love it. I love this. This is like, this is like revolutionary type kind of movement. I'm all for it. And it was, you know, 
sometimes I just get taken aback by people's reaction because for the longest time, I used to think it was just me that would, you know, have that kind of response. Like if I had seen it, I've had seen somebody do it. Like I told you, I saw Ruktai Tagabu do that thing yeah. on Tabu Girls. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And, you know, I talked about it for like weeks. Uh, and so when I saw that, you know, people were responding the same way to my uh, kind of exposure and, and advertisements and, you know, showing up with the books, I was, I was like taken aback. Um, one like key one memory that oh, like always stands out to me is like like a kid coming to you know our booth our tent you know they like read the banner or whatnot that we have right it says Jember and it's like you know a new generation of African heroes and whatnot and like they're like tugging at their mom and it's like mom look 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 and you know it's like and then they run and they're like, they are Ethiopian, like me. And, yeah. you know, like hearing that, you're just like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> this is insane. Like, you know, a kid is running to, uh, you know, with joy to read a book because he has seen, she has seen character that looks like herself. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's just like you can just see this joy in their eyes. Uh, and then the mom is like also like super surprised and like oh my god you want to read you know in the yeah. past there's always like <laughs> kids are especially our community are much more drawn to videos yeah uh than books so you know when they see something like this they're and they're like i want to read i want to read it's like the parents like you have no idea how long i've been waiting for them to say <laughs> this kind of stuff yeah um, so, so definitely powerful reactions, not just even uh, like uh, from Ethiopians, but people who are not Ethiopians. Uh, you know, there was once where uh, I went to a con, a comic con where uh, this one person completely surprised me with an entire cosplay. Okay. Uh, she came out dressed as Howie and I was, my, my, I was blown away. I was just like, I Almost in tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was, you know, like just imagining thinking, your creations going, yeah. influencing people. Yeah. Oh, it was like, it was insane. It was surreal. You, you know, like I, like I was like, this thing was in my head like two years ago. It was in my head by myself. And now I'm seeing it in front of me, embraced by other people. And it's like, it's, 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 it's more than mine now, you know? And, mm -hmm. That's a very, it's an incredible feeling. And I, I hope that every creative like experiences those kind of moments because it's, it's something that you can use to keep your motivation and inspiration going for the work. Um, so, so, so that's kind of my experience as far as how it progressed in the States. And then now when I went to Addis, uh, this past January, that was our first event. Uh, I, I have not done a single event in Addis before that. Uh, and, you know, while I was in the States, a lot of people messaged me on social media asking about the books, you know, congratulating, being very happy. So I really wanted to kind of meet those people. Uh, and my expectation was that people would be like, 
what's a comic book? You know, I have to explain what a comic book is, what the yeah. medium is, and all that. That was my expectation when I was going there. And again, a very overwhelming and surprising response in that, you know, like okay. a lot of people showed up, one, two, all almost all of them, like not only knew what a comic book was, but they can probably school me on comics. <laughs> like, they, yeah, I'm, they're like, you know, like, have you read this? Have you read that? And I'm like, what? I, I have no idea what that is. And they're like, you should read that. You'd like it. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, and then on top of that, the, the, the thing that, that was the most surprising for me uh, was the conversations people were having it was like people came together to not only talk about comics and superheroes and entertainment but they came together to also talk about what it means to be represented in these stories what you know the the definition of identity like identity as an ethiopian or as an african and what that means uh the courage to be yourself the courage to love yourself like these are conversations that are powerful and yeah. I can't believe like, you know, it was like, I was like, I can't believe the, my, just my comics and my just uh, doodles are what are creating these conversations right now. And so yeah. I was like, I was very uh, grateful, very blessed to have these kind of fans. And uh, yeah, it, it's, I think that, you know, it, it, it just people were just, way more receptive than I thought they would be. And I'm very grateful for that. That's great. Um, so normally, uh, I think you're on the second issue for Jember, and I think you're doing the second issue for Howie. So what's Re- your- so, Yeah, go ahead. So now I was going to say, so we all, so the first and second issue of Jember have been published. Okay. The, um, Howie issue one also has been published. Now we're going on to Jambat issue three and mm-hmm. Howie issue number two. So Jambat issue three is the Kickstarter that's coming up in two weeks. Okay. So what's the, what's, well, it's, you're not like the big, you know, comic book companies who churn out, you know, weekly and monthly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Uh, books. I wish. But, yeah. but what's the process like for, from the story to the, you know, the, Sketches, inking, color. Yep. Yep. If everything so, was correct, like if if you had everything in line, what, how much would it take? In the terms time, of time, time wise. Yeah. 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 Time wise. So, so the reason that um, what is it, Marvel and DC and all these big companies can publish, uh, what is it, like once a month? They I think they publish once a month for a series. The reason yep. they do that is because. Um, each member, like they have many team members, right? So let's say, you know, they're working on a, a Superman issue one, for yeah. example. You have, uh, basically you have a writer who writes the stories and yeah. creates the characters and whatnot, what, what needs to happen, writes the script. And there's an editor who would kind of tell that writer, you know, okay, this is all good to go or you need to change this and do all of that stuff. And then they pass it on to the penciler, the guy who pencils the the art. And then there's an inker, the 
inker takes the art, the line art from the pencils and just applies inks on it and makes it very clean. And then the next step is the colorist. So that that person adds color to the page. Then that colorist go, gives it to the letterer who yeah. uses the script that the um, writer wrote and editor blessed and uses the dialogue from there and puts it on the page, right? Yep. And then you have, they compile it all together. There's even people for that, you know, who put it all together and uh, send <laughs> it off to print and all that stuff, right? So you have, and, and then on top of that is the good thing about that is when you have many people, if one person can't do the job, you can just give it to somebody else. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, and you can keep the work rolling and whatnot. And it's a very aggressive schedule. Uh, and they have, you know, the best texts and all that stuff to simplify the work. But, you know, they get it out once once a month. Yeah. Uh, I, who impressed me even more are, like, Japanese manga writers who yeah. do it weekly. Yeah. Now, they're insane. <laughs> I'm yeah. just telling you, but uh, anyway, so so their style is different, but so so that's the whole process. For so for us, I'm the writer. The the I write the stories and the the and the script and all that stuff. I'm also I I have an editor that works with me, um, but I also edit it significantly. Okay. Uh, the penciling and inking is also done by one person. Okay. The coloring and the lettering. The coloring is also done by another person, but then the lettering is also done by, uh, like, w the, the the person who pencils and inks it also letters it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's essentially like we have multiple, what was supposed to be a multiple people, team, role types to work. We are doing it with very limited crew, yeah. right? Uh, and we don't have like the latest texts and whatnot. So there's a lot of traditional ways of doing things and a lot of going back and forth to make sure everything is right, all that stuff. Um, so this stuff takes time. And on top of that, we also write two different scripts, right? So I write two scripts. I write one in full English and I write one in Amharic. Right? How, how is it like, how, how is that process like, by the way? Well, for me, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it's challenging because, um, one, I don't want to do this direct word for word translation type script writing. Yeah, because, uh, because it, it just loses its all, the, it, it, yeah. exactly. It loses its essence and it just, and then there's some words that just don't translate well, don't express yeah. feelings and emotions well so you have to be really careful because you know otherwise people will be disinterested from the story and they'll think like it's a sloppy job and whatnot so you know i try my best to i when i first write it i always try to write it in, in uh, english because i've been in u.s for now what 16 years now so my first the way i think now has changed from i used to think in a hard now i think in english you know so yeah i, I know uh, <laughs> uh, so so I write it in English and then once uh, I'm done then I sit down and then I try to change the, the format and change this this the like dialogue into a way that is much more appealing in Amharic as well um, okay. so 
the good thing uh, the good thing about this is that not outside of the fact that you know you can thoroughly satisfy two different types of audiences is that when in the process the art is the same right so because yeah. the art is the same you only got to be careful on the lettering stage where yeah. you you know put in the different dialogues and whatnot and um, that that's what maybe t- makes it take a little bit long time but uh, you know we're getting much better at it and you know there's also this whole like when you first work with a, with somebody you got to build trust you got to you know uh, really kind of foster the relationship first understand what are the strengths of this person what are the weaknesses of this person you got to like really learn each other you know and that takes time you know now we're getting it down to a science as we do more books yeah uh, and that takes so the time. process but, is more streamlined yes now it's getting more streamlined now and now the the last piece the and the biggest i guess one of the most important pieces is financial circumstances right marvel yeah. and dc can pay their writer <laughs> editor pencils yeah. inker color what they can pay like you know to yeah. you know hire and just get get the work done uh for us not only like i for example i i don't get paid i <laughs> i yeah. put fully fund anything and whatever uh, you know needs to happen as far as the, the book I, i you know the artist needs to get paid before me colorist everybody else needs to get paid before i do i i i get paid i've i've never from, from the moment i started this work and like even to the present day i've never got paid for any like for writing the story for for creating which is the you know the thing that if you are in marvel they they would pay you right you you're yeah. a writer you're hired you're you work there it's a job all that stuff but for us it's much more than just like you know we can't afford to pay everybody um uh, i mean when and i said when i say everybody like we can't afford to pay the like the writer and like logistics and all these different moves that we do you know so it's it's all coming out of our own pockets and our own kind of movement to make sure this business is sustainable before we even get to that stage so at this point we where we focus most of our finances is how do we publish more books how do we uh you know continue this so that it does help pay for everything else right Uh, and that's okay. how we got into Kickstarter campaigns and uh, crowdfunding, which have been a phenomenal help uh, for us to kind of move in the right direction. I mean, it's uh, it can't be easy, especially doing Kickstarters in a in a platform oh, no. where it's yeah. you know it's drowned out, and I, I I see a lot of even comic you know comic book projects that you know uh, there are a lot of them so. what's the process like for that in terms of not the day by day but i think you have one successful kickstarter already mhm so what was it like if somebody came and asked you would it be a good idea to do it on kickstarter what would you say yeah no i i 100% encourage um, everybody to you know if you are a comic creator kickstarter is a, is a wonderful platform for uh independent comic creators yeah and you know uh it's you got to like 
obviously do your job in studying, you know, other successful, uh, plat, you know, successful campaigns and what they've done to, you know, get the the success part of that. Uh, w- what they did to make that campaign work for them, but yeah. Kickstarter definitely works. Uh, I think that I've seen uh, many uh, talented comic creators create a somewhat sustainable form of their business solely because of Kickstarter, right? And the reason Kickstarter works is uh, not only do you get financial support, but you also get like loyal fans, fans that want to see that that want to see your work continue, right? If you like, I only would contribute money towards something I am genuinely interested in and I want to see in the future, right? So the fans that come on Kickstarter are like genuine, real fans that want to see your success, that want to really be there for you, uh, you know, from the bottom all the way to the top. Right. So yeah. it's a it's a great it's a great platform I uh, for any comic creator to pursue. And what about, for example, the reason that I'm asking this is I had some friends who, who you know, did some projects on Kickstarter and, mm-hmm. you know, it took it took uh, it took a lot out of them to to get things through to the yeah. uh, to the to the target. And for example, there's also Indiegogo. Uh, yeah. And also, now that now that you, uh, when you're talking about you know you know fans, um, you know being there to to help you out through the process, there is also a website called Patreon. I don't know if you know it. Yeah, yeah, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I the reason I'm asking why you chose Kickstarter when, for example, there's Indiegogo. It's it's just you know it's just to pick your brain in terms of yeah the, no i get you know, you. I, no 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 i get i get it i uh, what is it um i've considered indiegogo as well yeah. and patreon and i i don't think that it's um you know the decision between like you it's not a one or the other you can yeah. do both or all and and it will in fact you know make you better off if you try to do uh, multiple instead of rely on one. Um, okay. For me, like just general, like strategy wise, one, I, the reason I didn't go with Indiegogo is because uh, they do take significant chunk out of your final uh, contribution because, okay. because their platform is not an all or nothing platform. Yeah, uh, Kickstarter is an all or nothing where if you, unless you reach the goal, you don't get the funding, if, yep. but in Indiegogo, even if you don't reach the goal, you get the funding you raised minus whatever Indiegogo takes out. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, uh, so so that thing I feel works. Uh, so so Kickstarter works better for me in that aspect because one, it's uh, it's this sense of integrity. I guess I don't know. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like it's when it's an all or nothing. Very, yeah, you when kind it, of yeah, push through. Okay. Exactly. When it's like when it's all or nothing, you know, the people that are backing you are like yep. really invested, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they know, oh, okay, if this doesn't work out, we're not gonna see this project. So we're gonna even 
power through even more. Uh, that's one. And the second thing is Kickstarter is actually known for comics. Uh, yeah. Indiegogo okay. is not as much. Uh, Kickstarter has a very solid reputation as far as, you know, like in the comic industry, even creatives that are well known, like from Marvel and DC, when they go independent, they go to Kickstarter. Yeah. So it has a reputation. It draws comic fans from many places to its platform. And while Indiegogo is more kind of known for more diverse, um, uh, what is it, projects, and it doesn't really target the comic fans. And yeah. that's really it. But I've seen Patreon, uh, people, there's a lot of comic creators that do use Patreon, especially if you're an artist. I think Patreon is really uh, a good platform because the way Patreon works, it's a, it's a subscription model. Yeah, and exactly. the more content you create and put up, the more worth it you would make it for your Patreon backers. And yeah. but you know, if you don't have content that you can put up uh, in a consistent basis, it might be a little bit challenging Difficult. to maintain. Yeah, your backers. Uh, so for me, as a I am the kind of the writer, creator, and the publisher, it's a little bit tough for me to. Uh, you know, use Patreon as a consistent model. Uh, mm. But hey, the future might lead us in that direction. Who knows? I, at this stage, I think Kickstarter is what is working and what I'd like to kind of use. But I'm very open to Indiegogo and uh, Patreon. Whatever helps the movement, go no, forward. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's what's next for? Oh, sorry. Before that, uh, yeah. How 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 do you keep on balancing your day job with, with this project? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm being, I mean, you have I'm you have to you. Yeah. you have yeah you have to travel to different comic cons. Oh my god! Yeah, you know. Uh, I'll tell you, this one is a doozy because it's still something I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, my daytime job is an eight, eight to five, you know, nine to five. It's not just some easy job and whatnot. So uh, I got to like really plan ahead. And uh, sometimes I get burned out like significantly and I have to like really rest and take a break. And then, you know, you have to like write stories, not, not just cons, but you have to write stories. You have to. Uh, be good at marketing and you have to be good at doing the financial sides of the business. Like it's just, it tears you apart, you know, and it's not easy. Um, it's still something I'm trying to figure out. I, what I try to do is just learn what, from what others are doing as much as possible and see what works and see and go to kind of a healthy uh, lifestyle where I can balance the two and then yeah. hopefully one day you can just ease off of one and then just really focus on the other. Okay. So what's next for uh, Dan Comics apart from the Kickstarter in terms of, you know, character stories? I mean, I know, I know, I think you're kind of stretched up with even in continuing yeah. the, you know, multiverse of uh, both characters. I believe, are they connected? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's one universe, and uh, they will intersect. They will intersect. 
Um, but to answer your question in kind of the broader scheme of things, um, many, so I, so I have a lot of different kind of ideas, but, you know, in the short term, as, as you said already, it's like Jumper 3 Kickstarter. Uh, that's our short term goal coming up in two weeks. And then we're going to have uh, how we issue number two, uh, follow that uh, later down this year in 2020 uh but after you know my hope is i do there's one story that i'm building that i would really like to introduce uh i can't drop it yet i'm sorry i got no worries <laughs> uh, it is uh it's still a very much uh work in progress so um you know you when when you when you're not sure about something or when you haven't gotten it to a level that you're satisfied with, it's, it's too premature to drop it. That's why. So there's that aspect. And then, you know, a little, little bit long term than that, my hope is that we can dabble in a little bit of uh, the animation sector, okay. uh, you know, for the Jember and Howie stories. Uh, and then we also can just keep going more and more to like video games and all you know we all i have all the dreams that whatever we are able to see with marvel and dc today one day we will get to see uh with our universe as well god willing you know yeah Um, i mean it's just application i mean they started in the what exactly 30s and stuff and yeah a lot of years that they oh, yeah. do anything. so that's good yeah, yeah. so yeah, right. so that's that's the hope uh, and uh you know uh, i would also love for us to like you know how just let me give you a very quick brief history when the japanese uh before they created the manga what they did was they looked at what the u.s was doing and europe was doing with comic books yeah. they saw the platform and they learned the platform but then they took that and they gave us back manga and yeah. they kind of changed the game for their own, for the betterment of their own uh, stories and their culture. Yeah. And, you know, and now anime manga are like the top, you know, stories and methods, storytelling mediums in the world, you know, very popular. Right. So my hope is that we can kind of do the same thing. You know, I know, we are starting with, uh, you know, a similar kind of um, platform as the U.S. Europe comic book model. Okay. Uh, and we did yeah, that on with, purpose with, without with Jemba and Howie is what I mean. You know, we're starting yeah. with that because it's much more, you know, relatable and because it's so brand new to our community. If we were to introduce something like a manga type deal, uh, I feel like people might not have received it so i'm glad we're starting with this model but in the future my hope my genuine hope is that we can create our own method of our own medium you know our own way of art uh very unique to our culture and very unique to you know the african community that we can you know showcase and put out to the world and that becomes like a you know the next manga type famous book version media you know what i mean that's yeah yeah, yeah. i know I, uh, it, it, our own way of telling our stories because absolutely that's, and that's why and that's why i like projects such as yours 
because it's it's um, African stories tell, told by Africans. Yeah, and the perspective is exactly. completely different from what people, even from what, for example, even between Africans, you know, West African, yeah. East African, North African, yeah. it's completely different. You know, there are different cultures, with different ways of looking at things. And yeah, and there's no other person than, you know, Africans themselves to tell their own stories. And there are some, you know, interesting, very interesting folklore and you know, even mythology yeah. is that you can pick up that writers did. Yeah, yeah no, the, absolutely. Even even the style, right? You know, of like Ethiopian painters, they have a very specific type of art that we use as decor on our jebana and our plates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those decor like with the big eyes and afro yes, and the, the big, big face, yeah. right? Like that is like very very specific and unique to our culture you know what i mean yeah. i i hope to god that we do not like lose that those kind of unique things that we contribute to this world what in the future and what i would like to do is like for us to you know make those you know, those types of arts and drawings into a much more realistic version, much more, you know, fun and creative and relatable and, you know, human, uh, like, I don't know how to, uh, animated, very, very well done kind of versions of those uh, unique arts and tell our stories with that too. You know what I mean? Because that's so unique. The funny thing about those pictures, for example, I I used to research on uh, girls because I did a very small documentary with uh, my uh, team of mine and yeah. you know even the, the the backstory the hidden messages that a lot of those pictures those traditional pictures have a lot mm. of the younger generations we don't know them mm, mm, and mm, it's, mm. it's and when you kind of hear that it's, it's some of them is versions of some of the reason for example why they used color like natural color pigments to you to draw and why the, the eyes are always looking up front you don't have um, for example it's i believe and i may be wrong but if i remember correctly you know the eyes are always looking at you whatever mm-hmm. whatever um, uh, however your face is turned if the mm-hmm. that, that character mm-hmm. or that person they're representing is uh, what do you call it says uh, the good guy or you know the, the, the you can differentiate the good guy between the bad guy by the way their eyes are represented mm, mm, so mm. you know there are stuff like this which are very very interesting and and it 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 adds to the lore exactly it adds yeah. to the to the whole to the flavor of the stories and the way you tell the stories and you know i don't want like i want us to really like the uh, the new generation of storytellers i want us to use what we have what we've been given what, we, what has been passed down put it in a way that not only us but the world can enjoy embrace and you know put it out there that's what that's what the japanese did with manga and look where we are and i believe we can do the same thing and you know x amount of years from now it can be like oh my god have you read that 
blah 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 whatever equivalent of manga it is yeah. <laughs> uh, you know a, a japanese kid a russian kid would say that and be like i want to read the new blah 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 online you know like imagine people saying that like that's my dream okay so um what i'm trying to do with, with, with these uh, podcasts that i'm producing is also i uh, try to um, have like five links website links of things that inspire me and and i just put them out with each episode and mm-hmm. um, I know it's something out of like out of the blue but do you have uh, resources that inspire you that you have to go back into from time to time to you know to you know to reset to have new ideas or and it, it doesn't have to be about comics itself it can be about anything hmm. do you look at websites blogs or podcasts or you know the YouTube channels that you have that inspire you yeah yeah i uh it's actually dependent on uh whatever segment of the business i'm trying to learn about um for you know like let's say if i if i want to get inspired on storytelling i'll try to go you know find articles or books on storytelling or if i want to focus on just how do you run a comic book business and all that stuff then i try to find uh authors and other creators that are doing comics and try to read what they write and whatnot uh so yeah i can i can see i'll I'll see if i can think of a few ones that i have either the latest ones the last yeah yeah if you have some i mean it's it's good to showcase them so that you know it's be a good way to look into your perspective yeah that sounds great. Yeah, I'll, I'll send them to you. All right. Uh, apart from that, do you have any messages and any uh, you know call outs you'd you'd like to make? Ah, let's see. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first off, thank you so much for this. This is awesome. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, secondly, you know, for anyone that's listening, whether you're a storyteller or your story reader, uh, you know, I hope that you enjoy uh, our stories, the Uncomics stories. Um, you know, they, these stories are supposed to not only empower and represent our community, but they're also supposed to inject fresh entertainment into our current, you know, story, like, status, right? Sometimes it feels like the genres, the superhero genre is being very redundant or, uh, you know, especially after what we've seen with the Avengers and this whole lifetime of Marvel and DC, it yeah. might feel like it's redundant, but trust me, uh, it's not because you have only been able to see uh, characters that that have been around for so long that's that's why it might it might feel a little bit redundant there's so many new cultures new settings new stories new folktale and mythologies that haven't been told especially from the african community and i encourage you to you know have a try have a go at these take a look at some um you know if you want to look at our books jember and how we you can find them at at oncomics.com um should I mention links and Kickstarters and whatnot? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. So, yeah, so you can find our books at etancomics.com. Uh, that's E-T-A-N comics, C-O-M-I-C-S, etancomics.com. Uh, we also have a Kickstarter coming up on uh, February 18, which is in two weeks for okay. Jember issue one, two, three. Uh, the Kickstarter is really for just printing uh, Jember issue three, but you can pick up all the books there at a big discount. And uh, you, you can also pick up how we issue one there because uh, we'll have a bundle deal for that as well. But uh, yeah, come come through, have fun, and uh, you know support independent comic creators, support fresh stories, fresh perspectives, so that we can entertain you for years to come. All right, thank you. It's, it's, it has been an honor and a pleasure, man. Yeah, same here. Thanks so much. All right, so I think Zila into Malikan, so. Um, um, if you can, Zare, the clicker link, just like two, three links and stuff. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll include the it on comics, the website links, and then on the on my podcast. And hopefully, Zare post And I'll let you know. That sounds great. Perfect. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the links like literally right after this call. I'm gonna try to look them up and just should I? I am you on uh, Skype. Or by Skype or by email, Let's let's have my email and also if you can, like some graphics that you want, uh, like post tomorrow, podcast. Okay, that's it. But I'm through. Like the logo or whatever. Okay, that sounds great. But I'm not saying that. I'm Right. Thank you. Welcome, Kanishimiki. Alright, enjoy. Bye.